but wow, wow, wow. He is here. He's here. He's just, it's dimensional. It's not space. Our praise is not going through outer space to him. He's right here. And how would we act if we could see him? So I just pray that God will open our spiritual eyes this morning because he is here and it's exciting. The break of dawn, give him light inside and let it name and walk. I see a generation with resurrection light. We are a generation to lift up our pride and our song. Healing right now, he is up 
entering into worship in here God said open your eyes and look around so I opened my eyes and I began to look around Tatum behind you God is sitting and he's watching there's a choir of angels that goes from one side of the stage all the way across to the other some are singing some are dancing on all sides all the way around this sanctuary there are witnesses that are singing and dancing with us God is here and he's watching and he's listening and he relishes our praise. Jesus standing robed beautifully and he had and this is my he had a megaphone you all know what that is to me it's small here around his lips and then it gets bigger you, that is the right word I guess he had a megaphone and, the, and then he said to me I am broadcasting life through my megaphone, I am broadcasting life to all that would receive it and pick it up. I am broadcasting life. And not only that, I'm giving every one of you a megaphone so that you can broadcast too. And as we come together as, as a body of believers, God said, and we began to speak that we can do what he can do because he lives in us. When we begin to, to broadcast that it, life is available to you, you don't have to live in death. You don't have to live in distress. 
You don't have to live in agony and defeat because life is being broadcast right now. And as it's coming from heaven through God's megaphone, it lands on the people on the earth. And it's it's like a raindrop touching you. And you know that God wants everything for you that that you could possibly want yourself. He wants to give you blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And life is life abundantly to Him. It is not life getting through. It's not life just uh, barely making it. It's not life just, just being able to cope. It's life abundantly. And He says, that's the kind of life I'm sending So don't take anything else. Don't walk or live in anything else. Just receive from my megaphone. Get your megaphone and begin to broadcast the truth. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Come on. 
is Valentine's Day and you see the little cute cupids who are shooting their arrows of love and and you know you hear the saying you shot by Cupid and I just saw God shooting his arrows of goodness and love into the hearts of people and you weren't even asking him he would just you know they say that Cupid just shoots you and you have no control over it and you fall in love or whatever it's just you know a bunch of fun stuff they do for Valentine's Day but God's arrow, he is, he is targeting into your heart. And you know, people were saying that, you know, he's here and angels here and that's all good. But I, hear, I heard people asking, well, what good does that do me? If God's here, well, big deal. I'm still having trouble in my life. But I'm telling you, his arrows, he is, he is targeting your heart this morning. And he is shooting his arrows of goodness and his love right into your heart. And it can penetrate the hardest of hearts. And it can heal the most broken of hearts. Because there was a time that I really doubted God's goodness. I served God all my life. But disappointment came so strongly that I really doubted God's goodness. And I'm telling you, that is a horrible place to be. A place of despair and hopelessness. When you think the God you've served your whole life is not good. But I'm telling you, those were lies from the enemy. And God showed up one day in my car. And his goodness showered me. And I couldn't even drive. I was, I, it was overwhelming. And I believe that God wants to do that for you today. That if you've doubted his goodness, if you've doubted his love, that the arrow of goodness would explode in your heart. And you would be so overwhelmed that you would say, God, you are so good. You are so, so good. And I see, I just see what God has done and how far he has brought me and my family. We have two babies now. 
Two babies, one was totally unexpected. I'm telling you, I just see God's goodness. He's, you know, his promise is that no matter what happens, he will always make something good come out of it. We live in a world that is full of junk and bad things happen. Humans make bad choices. Bad things just happen, but it's not God in making them happen. But if you stand on the promise that whatever happens in your life, he will make something good come out of it. I'm telling you, that is his promise. So just open your heart. Let his arrow. You don't even have to. You know what? You don't even have to do anything. God is saying just stand there and just see what happens. His arrow is going to get you. And that goodness is going to take over your heart. And that love is going to spill over into your heart. And you're going to see a change in yourself. You don't have to do anything. Just receive his love. Amen. This goes right along. Um, sometimes when um, we, we think, I'm going to call upon the Lord, we picture him way far away. And I, I know that like in today's, we live in a society where we're striving constantly. And everything always is far away. If I could just get this, if I could just get that. And sometimes we even have blinders on. We're just like little you know, things moving around, and I just got to get to this goal, and we're so goal-oriented, and and I was on my way to Oklahoma City yesterday, and there was this song, it wasn't even a Christian song, um, but um, one of the verses kept on repeating, I'll walk slowly, take my hand. God is not far away. He is walking slowly right beside you. Just reach out and take his hand. And no matter where you're at, it's when you call upon the Lord, he's not far away. He is walking the same pace you are. He is walking slowly. And all you have to do is take his hand, and he's right there. And like Tatum said, he is so good all the time without fail. You know, the scripture that reminds me, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So as you get shot by an arrow, an arrow of love, don't put up a shield to block it. Just receive that. See, it's about receiving his love. God is God, is God and the word of God says he is love. He emanates love, love. In other words, it flows freely from him. It's not a conditional love that if I do the right things, then I'll receive his love. If I say the right words, then I'll receive his love. It is an unconditional love that's continually flowing from him. Flowing from him. It just flows and flows and flows and flows. So it's up to us. If you want to get submerged into it, then you can. If you want to open up your heart now... What I saw was some people, we've, we've closed our hearts off because we've been hurt in the past because others may not have been faithful. You know the song when we were singing about God is faithful. A lot of times we look and we try to direct His faithfulness towards us. I want to direct you to His faithfulness through Jesus Christ. 
See, a lot of times we say, you know, wait a minute, God, you, I prayed for this and this did not happen. Hello? Can, we're going to be real today. I prayed for this and this didn't happen, so I don't know about your faithfulness. But this right here represents the cross. Four, six thousand years ago, God created the earth. When Adam and Eve were placed and, and it broke relationship with God, from that point forward, the faithfulness of God began to be front and center. The prophets prophesied for thousands of years there is a coming Messiah. See, a lot of times we try to bring it into today, and that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. We bring it into today, and we say, well, wait a minute. I, I, I am, I'm not experiencing the faithfulness of God. And before I bring it in today, I want you to go back 2,000 years and see where even 4,000 years or 5,000 years and see where Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel prophesied the faithfulness of God by saying there is a coming Messiah. Our relationship is broken. Do you understand this? Our relationship was broken on this side and there was faithfulness that God was saying, look, I'm going to restore this thing. I'm going to bring this thing back together. This relationship that he had, we talked about last week, that was broken with his kids. The father was saying, I'm going to restore that relationship. And I'm going to make this relationship available to all. That is faithfulness. He said, look, I'm going to send my son. And Jesus was faithful. Say he was faithful. On the cross, I believe he had an opportunity of not doing it if he didn't want to do it. In the Garden of Gethsemane, there was a choice that Jesus made. And I believe the Father gives us a choice today. He gives you a choice. He's given us a choice. He gave Jesus a choice. Well, it was his plan, his purpose, his desire. Jesus said, not my will, but your will. In fact, he said, I don't. Can I paraphrase this? He said, Dad, I don't want to do this. Because he didn't know what was on the other side of this. God is sovereign enough to keep that from his son. Hello? So as he's going through it on this side, he begins to shed his blood in the garden through drops of sweat. Hello? And I look at the faithfulness. When I look at faithfulness, I look at that cross. And I look at Jesus saying, I'm going to shed my blood for you. I look at Jesus saying, all those things that have been prophesied years ago, He's saying, this is coming forth. Jesus is saying, all those words that you heard from Isaiah, all those words from Jeremiah, all the words from Micah and, and Zechariah and the prophets... I mean, even when he stood up in the temple and he said, this word you're hearing from Isaiah, you've read it before, you've heard it. He said, today it's being fulfilled in your hearing. Hello? He's saying, the faithfulness of the Father from the very beginning until now is not only being fulfilled, but he is going to continue to be faithful. And that's why Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. When you become a believer and follower after him, he said, I'm going to be with you. I'll walk slowly with you. And sometimes there's times where I'm running and there's times where I'm looking back and I think he's right there with me. 
<laughs> and there's times where he's like, you know, you're running on your own. You go ahead. When you get tired, I'll catch up. You know what I mean? Like the tortoise and the hare, you know, the rabbit. And, and, the, and the turtle just kept going and kept going. And then the rabbit would pass by him. And then he'd get tired. I see myself sometimes that way that I get tired. And, I'm, and then I look and then here comes the Lord saying, come on, you want to walk with me? You want to talk with me? Spend time with me? See, we're, 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 we're entering into a, a month of honor. And it's about honoring what Christ has done on the cross. And when he says, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved, it's more than just going to heaven. It's more than just getting a ticket punched to where you can be, when absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. It's more than that. It's peace. Somebody needs peace today. Somebody is going through some situations in their life today, and God said, I am going to give you peace in the midst of that situation. He doesn't say, I'm going to wave a magic wand and make it all go away, although there are times where He does, and there is times where that happens. Can I get an amen? But He said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk with you through this. Can we begin to see Him walking with us today? Can you begin to see? Just put your hand on your heart this morning. I just want Him to begin to shift it. Because that's His love. We'll walk with you. We'll be with you. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you. Others may leave you. Others may leave you as an orphan. But Jesus said, no, you're an adopted son. The Father says, you're my son. I'm not going to leave you as a servant. A servant might be left, but a son or a daughter is not going to be left. So He's walking with you. You need peace today? He's right there with you. You need strength today? He's right there with you. I don't know if he understands. Believe me, he understands what you're going through. I don't know if he has compassion on me. He has compassion on you and your situation. I don't know if I can overcome this. Yes, through Christ, we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. What's that situation? What's it look like to you? Speak to that mountain and say, be removed, go, go. Just, just begin to declare whatever that, if there's unrest in your life, then you see rest and you tell unrest to go and rest to come. Distress, go. Pressure's got to go. Stress, I got to see you. Wouldn't want to be you. And begin to let the rest and the peace of God come this morning. It's not about achieving, it's about receiving. Receive His love today. (laughs) Receive it in a new way. Receive it in a fresh way. Receive it in a fresh way today. Receive that. Receive what He's doing in the ministry of angels. Receive with the elders seated around the throne. Receive with the Holy Spirit working in the earth. Give Him free reign today. Will you give him free reign today? Will you say, come on in. I, I, I held up a shield and I wouldn't let people love me. But I'm removing that today and I'm saying, God, hit me with your arrow. Hit me with your love. I just pray for an encounter of the Most High God today. That he'll give you so much love that he'll pour that out on you. I was reading in... Romans and it talks about the, the kindness of God. He was asking a question. Don't you know that it's the kindness of God that leads a man to repentance? Don't you know? 
It's the kindness. It's His goodness. It's His grace. It's His mercy. It's His love. It's Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the power of honor. It's the power of respect. It's His high esteem and value. It's these things that love brings forth that brings us to a place where we change our mind and say, I receive that today. Receive that today. I can't make you receive it. I wish sometimes, I told Shelly, I wish I could just tear your head open and just pour it in there. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way because we've got to receive it. Make today be a day where you just didn't come into church just to come to church. You came into church and said, I want to experience God today. And Father, I'm saying that you release your goodness upon our lives today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Have you got another song that you want to play today? Let's just stand to, our hand, uh, stand to our feet a moment. Just put your hands up to the Lord. Let's just begin to honor what's being done this morning. I'm going to ask the kids first through fourth grade, you first through fourth graders, if you guys will just come on up. Shelly and I just want to pray over you and release God's love upon your lives today, you first through fourth graders. Come on. Come on up. As everybody's just worshiping in the house this morning, as you're just being connected with the Lord God, come on up here, guys. Come on up here. Let us just pray for you. Father, we just bless these children of God. We thank you that they experience your love. We thank you that they're going to experience your love, Lord God, through every area of their life. Father, I thank you for mothers and fathers and spiritual moms and dads that will strengthen and bless them tonight, today. God, we just ask that they receive your love today in such a special way. That you strengthen them today, right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name that you just continue to bless them and strengthen them right now in Jesus' name. You guys are headed off this way with Miss Jessica. Amen. Kindergartens and infants, you guys, are they in the house? they already gone back. If you want to, you guys go ahead and head back. Why don't you get out of your seats, meet and greet somebody this morning. Look at somebody and tell them they say that Jesus loves you. Come on, tell them that the Father loves you very, very much. Come on, tell them that you're being loved by the Father. He wants to love on you today.
Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. I know you guys love meeting and greeting. I'll give that last person a great big hug and tell them that you are so glad they are here. Go ahead and find your seats. Okay, I want an honest answer. How many of you can multitask? To a degree, some of you say. Okay, so those of you that can multitask, you could fill out your little information card while I'm doing announcements, and you could still hear what I'm saying. But those of you that can't multitask, you'll have to wait. <laughs> say, let's just laugh at that. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. I love a happy house. Little chattering going on. Okay, eyes up here a minute. The information sh sheet is to help me. Everyone say, help Pastor Shelley. She needs help. Help her. I know that you say, oh my goodness, I've been going here such and such years. I know you have all my information. But just, just to appease me, Every one of you, well, every family, I should say, because husband and wife can go on the same card. Each family, if you'll just fill it out, make sure we want to update your phones, yourselves, make sure we have your birthdays, your anniversary, your emails, print as clearly as possible so that we get everything straight on your emails. So we're just... Um, after the Legacy Conference, uh, not Legacy Conference, Legacy Weekend, we really want to push to make sure we got everything updated so that we are in contact with you. I want to share a story. The, we, were, we were getting together for the Super Bowl. So, Audie and Lorraine, Audie may not be here today. So, I have a f text, uh, I have a phone number for Audie. So, I sent him a text. And said, hey, how you doing? Um, we're just going to get together for the Super Bowl and, and you're invited. And the guy, um, somebody texts me back and said, um, who, who is this? And so I text him back and I said, I was there at the birth of your son and you don't remember who I am? I thought, if you know Audie, Audie kind of jokes around a little bit, so it wouldn't have surprised me if it was Audie. So he texts me back and says, I don't have a son. So long story short, the conversation went on and on and on, and I realized it wasn't Audie. And it was a, a, a guy, and I, I believe he's listening today, um, so I began to start ministering to him. And I didn't even know him. And I said, do you know Jesus? And he said, I had an accident and I've seen the light. So let's give the Lord some praise for that. I think it's, we never know how God will connect. So it, it is important that we have the accurate information down. But what I'm saying is this, is that through that, God's developing something, and he has a way. And 
And it was funny because we were texting back and forth, and it was like, oh, do, does that mean I'm not invited to the Super Bowl thing any longer? And I said, no, you're welcome to come. And I was trying to get him come and found out he lives in Beaver. So this guy lives in Beaver, and um, so we're, re we're reaching out. So I just thought that would be a, a way that you could say, I, there may be something real important that God wants to get to you, but obviously God used a mistake, a wrong number on my part to be able to encourage and speak life into somebody else's life. Amen? So could we give the Lord some praise for that? So it's get that stuff filled out. Get that stuff filled out um, and as accurately as possible. Uh, sometimes an email, if, if, if it's not real clear and we get it in wrong, it's going to come back wrong. And then sometimes we think we missed out on something. So we want to make sure that we get you the information in a timely manner. And I just wanted to share with you that little story. It's pretty cool. So anyways, God will use a way to be able to minister to, to people in any way, any situation. So so even if it's a wrong number, I've prayed for people. Called somebody, oh, it's a wrong number. Like, well, can I pray for you? And they're like, um, yeah, sure. So I got a chance to encourage them. Amen? I know Tennille has an awesome testimony of that too. Right? You were in line at at Hobby Lobby and you were able to share Christ and his goodness. So, you know, God is always wanting us to be a vessel wherever we're at. It's, you know, his goodness has released his life. You know, it, Jesus was releasing his life today, and we're to have our own megaphones to release life. So when you leave here, just release life. Just, re, you know, whatever situation that you're in. And as Tatum was sharing, too, I just, I thought about um, every one of you have been through difficulties None of us are exempt, and, and they're just all different. They're, they're different hard things that we've gone through, and I, I believe that, that God has taken us as a family here at Living Word Fellowship to a place of knowing that God's goodness and his faithfulness isn't based on our circumstances. That's the revelation that's come deep within our hearts to know that just because things are not right in our life doesn't diminish God's goodness and his faithfulness. And, and we can't link, to, link any of his goodness to, to what's going wrong in our life, you know? I, I mean, yeah, we make there are some times that in life that we make choices that are affecting our lives in a negative way that we have to change, right? But there are other times that it's just... Life is just kind of stinks sometimes. You know what I mean? And it's just no fun on, on what you're going through. But God's goodness is 100% all the time. Yeah. Praise God. You know, so we can know that up and down of life never changes his goodness and his love. Praise God. Okay. All right. Well. Here's the unimportant, important stuff. We have a lot going on and a lot of due dates of a lot of different things. So we have blood drive this Wednesday. So come out Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock, I believe we start. And come give blood. If you can give blood or if you've never been brave enough to give blood, come and give it a try. They'll test you first and see if if you can qualify to be able to, to give blood and you know, I know that we've been doing this on a regular basis. I think we're going to go back after we fulfill our commitment to once a year so that we can really hit it big, you know, and do a, 
a really big blood drive like that because we've kind of diminished in some numbers. So I want to encourage you Wednesday night to, to come out. So when you get off work or if you want to start earlier at 4, because uh, we'd really like, if, if, if you all hit during church time, it's kind of hard for them to handle everybody. So come earlier if you can at 4 o'clock, right? Oh, where's Christy? 4 o'clock. It starts at 4. So come come and give blood and and bless others. I know Sandy... Sandy had a, had a blood transfusion, and she was a she, she got to to receive some of the blood that someone donated. So praise God, Amen. All right, so I want you to look at your bulletins to look at all the due dates. We've got um, actually camp deposits were were already due last week. Uh, we've got a choir of the fire. The rest of the balance is due March the third. We've got winter jam. We've We've got our Legacy uh, Weekend. Uh, is there anyone needing the Legacy Weekend registration? Raise your hand if you need the leg for the banquet on that Saturday night. Anybody? We just want to encourage you to be a part of it. I know that some of you are like, I don't, I don't know um, the Westons and their family because that was before, before you started coming here. But just trust us that this is important to us as a body, as a family, to honor those that pioneered before us. They were here 13 years. They started Living Word Fellowship. And, you know, Tony's been in heaven now for seven years. Seven years. And I know, I know whatever, you know, I just think whatever's going on in heaven, he is a big part of. And he's he's in there leading whatever God has him leading. And I know that, that uh, he's, I just, I can't believe he's been there seven years. It's just like, wow. So we just want you, we want you to be a part of it. The banquets on uh, Saturday night, the 23rd, and then Sunday morning, Pastor Eric will, will minister, and then we'll have some really special presentations for the family. So we want, we want you to be a part of that. So anyway, so Saturday night, get your registrations in. You can do it online. You can pay by credit card online if you want to do it that way, or you can just pay here through the church and make sure you put down banquet for the Westons. Okay, um, so you filled out your cards, those of you that are multitaskers, and we'll get that turned in. So if you'll, when you bring up your tithes and offerings, if you just go ahead and put your information cards in the offering basket, that would be great. We have a lot of prayer needs. Um, Mario Perez, his brother, went on to be with the Lord, and hit, and Bobby Gaynor's aunt. So tomorrow morning at ten, Bobby Gaynor's aunt's funerals at Enid at the Emmanuel Baptist Church, and then Mario's brother's funeral is at Billings Funeral Home at two o'clock um, tomorrow afternoon. And we, I think, there's like fifty of his family members so we're going to have some food after two o'clock so about 2 30 and the what's the name of the church seventh day adventist church has i guess mario's brother had some connection there with somebody and so they offered the church building for that so we're taking sandwiches and everything so if anybody can help um, just helping us lay that out and, and putting the food out. And um, if you just say, yes, I want to bring a dessert, then 
let me know. Get with me right after church. That would be great. Also, Linda is having a, a special gathering, a little meeting right after church. Where? Like in the coffee in the coffee shop. So those of you that would like to be a part of the the coffee shop life group, actually, we're and Lynn Young is going to oversee Lynn, wave at everybody. Lynn Young is going to oversee the, the coffee shop life group. This is people come into the church building all week long. They come in all week long and and so they have various needs. So the the part of the ministry of the coffee shop is being able to have someone there to talk with, to pray, pray for them, fill out their paperwork that they need to fill out for benevolence and things like that. So it's just giving you another opportunity for ministry. Amen? So if you would like to be a part of that, uh, you can come up. You can schedule for an hour or two or three, you know, half, half a day. We do it Monday through Thursday. So it's from what time? 10 to, 10 to 12, 1 to 3. 10 to 12, 1 to 3. So if you'd like to be a part of that, then right after church, go into the our little coffee shop area. Amen? Okay, so also, I don't, Jason, is he, Jason Nelson lost his cousin um, last week, too. So we got Mario, Bobby, and Jason have all lost loved ones. So we'll just be praying comfort for their families. Amen? All right, I think that's it. Are you ready to give to the Lord? Thanks for your patience and patience and all the. Oh yes, thank you, um, Stephanie Bond, which is Wayne and Kelly's daughter. Those of you that were here Wednesday night know what's going on, but they, Kelly, you want to explain a little bit better? I mean, it's you, you shared this morning and you you explained it so well to me. Stephanie just turned 33 last month, and, and she's had bad migraines for several years. This past year has just been four and five days a week, sick, in bed, and one doctor after another just gave her medicine, gave her medicine. Um, she tried a new doctor at Buffalo. They ran a CT scan. They thought they found what was a mass, but in our heart we knew it wasn't. So Thursday they ran an MRI here, and found what is known as is actually a congenital. It's a birth defect, malformed vessels and things, um, and it can even be in your spine, but hers is, is in her brain, and praise God it wasn't a malignancy. But then all of a sudden when they realized the severity, then we see God's hand, how he has held her time and time again because her blood pressure has been so high, and yet that thing did not give away. Um, they even told her had she been pregnant, that would have caused it to give away and killed her. And, and so we meet with the neurosurgeon tomorrow at Mercy, and they've told her be prepared to stay. Uh, we're expecting surgery on Tuesday probably. And it's, from what we understand, a very invasive surgery to go in and correct that. But only 1% of the people get to find this before calamity hits their life. And so we just were so grateful. God has preserved her time and time again. And, and so we just, we've had so many people um, hear from the Lord. And we 
no, it's, it's going to be her time of restoration where she can have a normal life, first time in years. Amen. Okay, so tomorrow she goes, goes in for her consultation. So please keep Stephanie in your prayers and just uh, continue to pray his hand of protection over here. He's been protecting her for 33 years. Amen. So we're going to, not going to be any different. His hand is still going to be there for protection. So also those of you, I don't know if you remember Christy Gall, who used to live here. Uh, she worked at SPC and did the printing company there. Um, I've been talking to her because she helped develop our new logo and, and she lives in Dallas and has a printing company there. Uh, she goes into surgery tomorrow, surgery number 35. So surgery 35. I mean, since she was born, she's, she's had a lot of complications and she's just, she's been a little anxious about it. And so I know when I, if I can just say our body is lifting you up, that that's going to help bring her some peace. I know I told her that I'd be praying for her, but I know if she knows that she's even got more of you praying. So that's tomorrow morning. So if you'd please just be lifting Christy up and, and I know God's going to see her through surgery number 35. Wow. Amen. Okay, well, are you ready to give to the Lord? Now we're ready to give. So uh, I'm just going to pray and, and just declare, declare God's word over your tithes and offering, offerings as you come and give. And just bring your information card, too, up here. That would be great. Father, we just love you and we praise you and we thank you for our time here as a family. Lord, I thank you that we stand together as, as your family. And Lord, I thank you that you've knit our hearts together. I thank you, Father, that, that we, can, we can go through life together. I thank you that that's an honor and a privilege to build relationships, Father, with brothers and sisters in you. And Father, I thank you that we can come this morning and honor you with our giving. Lord, and out of our heart of love for you, we release a portion, Father, of what you've blessed us with. Lord, I thank you that, that as we give that 10% of our, of, of our increase, Father, I thank you that you, you bring increase. You are the God of increase. And I thank you, Father, that, that you love us, your kids. We honor you today. We thank you, Father, for our new month of honor. And Lord, I thank you that not only do we honor you, but we honor one another. And we love you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Another day, another fight. It always feels like an uphill climb. Another step, another mile. The story of your life. It's harder than you ever thought. And it costs you everything you Not as high as you think it is Don't give up and don't you quit 
Good morning. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to share something um, that God shared with me earlier, and I feel this is for somebody here. But we've been talking about receiving, you know, and receiving from God and everything. And God kind of told me, you know, that's an action. And at first I was like, what? Like, I don't understand that. Like, normally I'd think receiving somebody, an action toward me, right? But um, the question he posed to me, too, is, well, what are you doing to receive? And so we had talked about this at a, a life group thing um, the other night. And we talked about what are you doing for God? You know, how are you seeking him? How are you getting closer to him? And it goes right along with that action of receiving. God wants to give us things. He wants to do things for us. And our free will sometimes keeps that from happening. And I know that may sound really silly, <laughs> but it's true. He does not give us anything that we're not asking for. He does not do things for us that we don't want him to do. Um, somebody, I feel like somebody out there is angry at God. Um, and it may be somebody watching online, but God's just saying to me that you need to tell him you're angry. You need to tell him you're mad. That's going to open a door for you. That will open a door for him to be able to come in and have a two-way conversation with you, to start a dialogue, to start bringing blessing and restoration. Okay? He wants us to have a two-way conversation with him, and that is how we receive. It is an action. So if you're angry with God, not that he doesn't already know that, but he wants you to pursue that. He wants to have that action. You need to tell him, I'm angry, God. Whatever it is, whatever the situation is, tell him, I'm upset that this didn't happen. I'm angry that this didn't happen. I'm just downright mad, and God's goodness will come in. Yeah, the, the word doesn't tell you you can't get angry. It just says get angry and sin not. You know, there can be a, a righteous, holy anger that we have to deal with sometimes. Um, wow. Wow. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about honor today. Um, the biggest thing is when we begin to kick this month off, what we tried to do is last month it was about family. Understanding what family is. We're going to do the same thing with honor this month. Um, but I wanted to just kind of review some things, how, how it's going to work. Um, we've tried to, to come in and say we want to have a monthly focus for you guys. And I want to talk a little bit today about discovering the power of honor. There is actually a power that is released. You know, and it's kind of like what you said. There's some things that we can do to receive some things. It's the same principle that we can put towards this month, the month of honor. So we're going to have this monthly focus. And it's really for us to be able to share um, and help increase your belief system, your knowledge of who God is, your behaviors, those things that can affect our everyday life. So we want to bring in a culture of honor. Say culture of honor. We want to bring in a culture of honor or how many can we say expand this culture of honor in our lives. So each month there's going to be some reading, there's going to be some listening, other activities that are going to be geared toward the focus of honor. Our goal is to help assist you in your transformation process. The Bible tells that when Jesus was young, he began to grow and mature. And when we first come to Christ, we know that there is a, I want to call it a matur maturation process, a maturing process where we mature. So wherever you are on your walk, 
Wherever you are on your journey, wherever you are, we want to be able to help in this transformation process. I wish, I wish that it would be like, um, you know, uh, my spirit is renewed when my spirit comes to know the things of God. It is renewed. The Bible says, as I think it's 1 Corinthians 6, that his spirit and our spirit become one. We become one in spirit. So my spirit changes. But here's what I want you to understand. My soul doesn't change. My mind, my will, my emotions, my thoughts, all of a sudden, there is, a, there is an access to the things of heaven that my soul has. But how many of you know when I gave my life to Christ, I just didn't lose 10 pounds and become better looking? Come on, somebody. You know, there, there, all of a sudden, my thoughts that I still had to deal with were some of those thoughts of the past or thoughts of the things of the world or thoughts of the things that I had been told or, you know, been taught many years ago. And they, whether they were biblical things or not biblical things, those things had to shift. So it had to be about transforming. And in Romans 12, 2, it says, Don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be what? Transformed by how? By the renewing of my mind. So my mind has to change. My mind has to be transformed to the Word of God. I can transform my mind to learn how to rebuild motors. But I want to transform my mind and learn how how to rebuild the God things in my life. Come on, somebody. So we want to be able to assist you in that. We want to be able to have you listen. If you're, if you're listening, there's going to be audio messages available. There's a table over there that says honor on it. And it has the book of the month, which is going to be the culture of honor. We're going to ask you to, to read this. If you get the opportunity, we want you to be able to read through this. Get a great understanding of the culture of honor. It's by Danny Silk. We want to be able to go online. You can get that. You guys are, you guys are adults. You can go online, get some stuff you, you know, if you, for yourself. We don't have to get it for you. Amen? We'll set the table. You've got to come and eat. We'll set the table. You got to come and eat. You know, I was the youngest of five, and, you know, one, one job was to set the table, and the other job was to put away the, the dishes. The other job was to wash, and then the other one got to dry, and then the other one got a night off, and it just kind of rotated that way. We're going to set the table. My mom never fed me when I was old enough to eat. She just said, you can eat, and if you don't like it, you go hungry. You do without it. So there were many times I went without dinner because I didn't like liver and onions, and green beans. Now, you might love liver and onions and green beans, but there, you know, and, and in my household, there wasn't something else. I couldn't go to the refrigerator. Nowadays, your kids are like, well, just get whatever you want. My mom was like, I cooked, and this is what you're eating, and if you don't want to eating, breakfast is in the morning at 7 a.m. So I honored her, and I didn't eat, and I waited for breakfast in the morning. Amen. So there's going to be ways that you can, you can go online, you can listen to messages for absolutely free, you can put them on your iPad or iPhone or, you know, another uh, device that you've got. There may be worksheets from time to time, you'll have handouts, some things just to kind of help reinforce those things. Um, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks within himself, so is he. So there might be some times where you've got to meditate. We talk about meditate on the Word of God, to think about the Word of God and say, where is it that I want to go? What are some changes that I need to make in my life? How about my transformation process? How, where am I at on these things? You know, to be able to look at it and say, maybe, maybe I've got to get it. There is a couple reasons why my people perish. The Bible says, without a vision, my people perish. And the other one says, my people perish for lack of 
knowledge we don't know. We do some things that we just don't know. I remember when I first got saved, I, I, uh, I came to the altar and I gave my life to Christ. It was a, a tremendous. I had a, at that time an experience. I drove down the highway and threw out my drugs and threw out my, my stuff that I had. Come on, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? I threw that out, rolled the window down, threw that out, got home, and a week later I was back buying and supplying. I didn't know. I didn't, didn't know how to walk and live this life of God. I, I didn't know what God expected of me or didn't expect of me. And, and I didn't understand the Word of God. And I began to start getting into the Word of God. And I thought, you know, I don't need this. You know, I can live without this. Come on, somebody. It's now becoming and moving into a higher plane that we want to get to. We want to talk a little bit about encouragement and with relationships. If you don't have a pep, we're going to call them a pep, a peer encouragement partner, somebody that, that you can talk to, that you can call, that you can email or Facebook or Skype or, or just do it the old-fashioned way and meet face-to-face. Somebody that will encourage you. Somebody that might say, let's read this, let's get this book, let's read it together. You read it, let's talk about it. These sort of things begin to take place. Somebody that will encourage you on your way. Somebody you can meet regularly. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a friend. It can be a spouse. That's a new concept. It can be a spouse that we could actually talk about some things and we could encourage one another and we could be able to say, you know, let's pray together and let's do some of those things. Somebody that you might be able to meet with once a month or, or even more so if that's if a possibility. You know why? Because it will help you grow and enrich your life. It'll help you grow and enrich your life. There's declarations. Say declarations. Declarations. We're going to do some at the end of my message here. There's going to be some declarations. But he says in Proverbs 18, 21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the, the tongue. If a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We've got to declare some things into our life. Good. I want it to be good declarations. Don't just go and say, oh, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. <laughs> you say that all the time, guess what will happen? You'll begin to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Ephesians 4.29 says, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but that which is edifying and uplifting, that it may minister grace and encourage those that are hearing it. What are we saying around others? What are we saying around non-believers that would think that your life is any different than theirs because you're connected with Jesus. Are, are we, and I'm saying this because, because it's something that we've got to look at and say, how can I begin to start declaring some things? Instead of looking at a situation of impossible, can I start declaring that all things are possible? Can I start declaring when I look at my financial situation and say, oh, man, I owe, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Can I start declaring that I've got more than enough to meet every need in my life? i got more than enough to get in and sow into the kingdom of heaven. i got raises and bonuses, and these things are coming. Can we start declaring those things? I heard the other day somebody called me up. I was talking to them, and they said, i got a $6 an hour raise. Come on, anybody else say, I'm going to get me a raise. <laughs> I'm going to get me a raise. It's like, wait a minute. You know why? Because if you're doing the things of God, His favor will be released upon your lives. I'm telling you, I'm going to do it God's way no matter what the world says. I'm going to do it God's way and expects God's results. Can I get an amen? The Message Bible, when it talks about 
Ephesians 4.29, not to let any unwholesome talk go out of your mouth. It says to say words that are like a gift. Why don't you say something that is a gift to somebody? Turn to your person next to you and say, you are awesome. How about that gift today? You're, you're amazing. How about turn to somebody and say, you're amazing. You are amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. See, a lot of times we're like, yeah, right. I'm not, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I, you know, no, you know, say this after me. Say, I am amazing. There you go. Now, we just got to shift your belief system to be able to come to a place of, of I am amazing. I, I've got this book here, and I want to give this book to you. It's the Culture of Honor book. Now, the only thing about it is, is some of you are like, if you're like I am, <laughs> if you're like I am, people give me books, so I got a desk that's got books stacked up. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I don't know when I'm going to get to those. But this month, let's concentrate on the Culture of Honor. Let's concentrate on honor. Amen? We're going to take a look at some things today. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna really begin to start something about honor. Say honor. Paul Manwaring, he says, Honor is releasing life by recognizing the glory in another. Let me repeat that to you. He says, honor is releasing life by recognizing the glory in another. So we'll begin to release life. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So the next few weeks, you want to just, you guys, you want to get involved. You got to, you got to get involved. We're going to talk about what honor is. We're going to talk about maybe what honor is not. We're going to talk about the difference between obedience and honor. We're going to give you some different definitions of honor. The living word, Ephesians 4.12, or excuse me, Hebrews 4.12, calls the Bible the living word. It is alive and active. So we're going to look at the word. We're going to look at scriptures on honor. We're going to begin to, to see, you know, do, who deserves honor. You know, who should, get, who should get honor? Do we give honor to anybody, or do we just only give honor to the president? Should we only give honor to the people that are in authority over us? We're going to challenge you what ways you can begin to look at your own life and say, how am I sowing and giving honor to others? Amen? Let me just pray before I get started. I just feel like I'm a racehorse just, uh, just at the gate, and I'm just they're trying to get me in the gate, you know, at the Kentucky Derby, just trying to get me in because I'm ready for the bell to sound. I'm ready to take off. So settle my spirit right now. Settle my soul right now, Father, as we honor those that are here today. We just ask your blessings now to be upon this and just open up our ears to hear what you have to say. Open up our hearts to receive your love and also to receive the power. Let us discover the power of honor today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about discovering the power of honor. There is something here that we've gone through and we were like, okay, how can we begin to now give this to you? So we're going to, let's look at the definition real quick of honor. First of all, to honor literally means to prize. It means to revere. To honor means to value, say value. And I, this is the next one that I really want us to get. Honor means to highly esteem. Say that. Highly esteem. Everybody, highly esteem. A lot of times I say this because I want you to begin to reinforce it in what you say. I, I, I don't learn only by reading something. I have to speak it. I have to see it. I have, 
I guess you could say I'm kind of hard-headed. I got to have multiple ways that I can see it. Highly esteem, highly esteem. This has been kind of floating around in my spirit for for a number number of, of weeks, especially, of highly esteem. How do we highly esteem one another? Let me give you the definition that Danny Silk put, and I want to thank you guys for going through the relationship class with us on Wednesday nights. But Danny Silk, put he put this as the definition of honor. It says, nothing less than two powerful people in a relationship working together to meet the needs of each other and the situation. Let me read that again. Nothing less than two powerful people. See, remember, he had taught about you're powerful. Both of us are powerful. My wife, I have a powerful woman. It's okay for her to be powerful. I want her to be powerful. And I'm powerful too. Like I tell people, you know, I'm the head. And she says, I'm the neck. And I can turn the head any which way I need to turn the head. Amen? And all the women said, So she's powerful, but I'm powerful. So we're both powerful together. And he used the example of the yellow truck smashing the red truck, and, and, and that's not what it is about with us. It's about two powerful people. It's about us honoring each other. And this definition when he says two powerful people in relationship working together to what? To meet the needs of each other and the situation. That's, that's, this is what honor is about to us. So we're going to begin to look at some scriptures of, of honor. Let's turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. We're just going to take a few minutes and sow something into your spirit this morning. Ephesians chapter 6, I want to look at verses 1 through 3. Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, it's okay to use an electronic device if you've got an iPad or iPhone or Android or whatever it might be that you may have a to be able to pull up the Bible, you're more than welcome to use electronic devices here. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. This scripture, this scripture I think is some of the worst scriptures for a child. We perceive it to be worse. The Word of God's good. I'm not telling you that. But as I remember as I did not know the things of God, and somebody would say, well, you're supposed to obey your mother and your father. I was continually reminded of that. It's kind of like the scripture that wives submit yourselves to your husbands. Ladies are going, <gasps> this scripture can have some of the same connotations with children. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Honor your father and your mother which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So let's take a look at a couple words in this real quick. Next slide, please. It says, children what? Obey your parents. And then he says, honor your father and your mother. Now, to me, there's two different things there. There's one, children obey your parents. And then there's another, honor, there's obedience and honor. There is a difference between obedience and honor. There is a difference between obedience and honor. So he says, um, go back one more, I'm sorry, you're doing, you're doing great. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. And he goes on and he says, for this is right. It's right for a child to be obedient to their parent in the Lord. 
We've dealt with a lot of people over 14, 15 years that have issues that, are, that it's probably an obedience issue, but it also can be an honor issue. And he goes on, and the, the Scripture goes on, and it, it says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Say a promise. So there's honor. When, when Paul Manwaring says it brings life, you can look at this and say that it, it brings a promise, and it also will give you a promise of what? Long life, and that things may go well. How many of you want some things to go well with you? Amen. I want some things to go well. I want some things to go well. I broke this scripture when I was 16 years old. Now, understand, I didn't get a relationship with Jesus Christ until I was about 20. But I did not honor my parents. In fact, I was one that at 16 years old, as a senior in high school, I left home and I graduated not living at home. I, I, I just, I wasn't going to put up with that mess. It was, I was totally wrong. If you said, Pastor, what, what would you go back and do? I would want to go back and redo that. I graduated and didn't even give my parents an invitation to my senior high school graduation. So I didn't, I wasn't obedient to my parents, and I definitely wasn't honoring them. But I want to take a look at the difference between honor and obedience. In obedience, it literally means that you have to, say have to. You have to. You absolutely have to do these things. You be obedient. It's kind of like the child. I, I use the example of the child that the mother said, I want you to sit down. Sit down, Johnny. Sit down. Johnny, sit down. Johnny finally sat down, and Johnny said, well, I'm sitting down on the outside, but on the inside, I'm still standing up. There is a difference between obedience. Obedience is basically because you have to. But you know what honor is about? Honor is not about having to. Honor is about you want to. I want to. I honor my parents because I want to, not because I have to. Oh, come on, somebody. We can, we can honor the Lord because we have to, or we can honor the Lord as sons and daughters of the Most High King because I want to. We can be obedient because we want to, not because we have to. So is there a difference? Absolutely, there's a difference. You can be obedient, and you can still have a heart that is submissive and that shows honor to God. Honey, would you give me that bottle? Thank you. Her obedience was still submissive and honoring to the Lord. Amen? Instead of saying, get it yourself. So we're talking about what today? We're talking about honor. We're talking about honor. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. He says, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And what's this promise? That it may be well with you and that you may, what? Live long on the earth. And so when he's talking about life, say life. This is a scripture that has life. It's just full of life. And when Paul Manwaring was saying that honor is releasing life by recognizing the glory in another 
then we're saying, I'm going to walk in life because I'm going to recognize the glory of my parents, and as a child, I'm going to honor them. Hello? Because I recognize the glory in their life of another, so I honor them, and it does what? It really brings life to me. It's kind of like in Timothy, it says to pray for the leaders that are over you. I used to read it and say, so they would lead a a quiet and tranquil and life in all godliness and holiness, and it was wrong. I, I, I had it wrong because it was so I could. I'm praying for them so there's a blessing that's released on my life. Hello, I'm honoring them. Are you understanding the principle? I honor them, and as I honor and pray for them, there is a a blessing of life released upon my life. So he says, obey your parents, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. What? So things will go well with you and that you can live long on the earth. It's God's desire for us to live long on the earth. I believe that. Genesis, I can get into it. In Genesis chapter 6, it talks a man's life is 120 years, and, and I think want to think it's Psalms or Isaiah 1 that says it's four score minus 10, so that's 70 or 80. So to me, anywhere from 70 to 120 years, I'm good. Can I get an amen? So he, he says, look, you, you be obedient, and there will be life released upon your life. There will be goodness. It's a Zoe life. It's a, the goodness of God will be released upon your life. It's just like Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> as I read this scripture, I began to start thinking about Jesus as it's just like Jesus. Jesus wants to bring us life. He said, look, I want you to have life and have it more abundantly. And if you'll obey and honor your parents, then guess what? I'm just going to continue to re- release that good life upon your life as you honor others. As we not only honor our parents, but as we honor God, as we honor Christ, as we honor other brothers and sisters, as we honor people that don't even know the Lord, it's going to release power upon our life to be able to live a good life. Can I get an amen? Somebody ought to be shouting, jumping up, or rejoicing or something right then. Can I get an amen? Okay, turn with me to Psalms, because I know you're like, well, prove a little bit more to me. Psalms 91. The 91st Psalm. Psalms 91. Let's look at verses 14, 15, 16, 14, 15. This is all good. If you'll go back in verse 13, he's talking about the sons and the daughters of God. He's talking about us. If you're a believer and follower of Christ, he's talking about you. Say, this scripture is about me. Come on. This scripture is about me. It's about you. It's not about Jesus, but it's about you. And we'll start at verse 14, 91, 14. Everybody there say, I'm there. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. This is, this is some good news for somebody today. <laughs> he will call upon me and I will give him a busy signal. I'm sorry, the number you have dialed has been disconnected and is no longer in service. And then they give you this little message. Message 35923. Anybody ever heard that? That's not God. God says, you call on me and I will what? I'll be there. I'll be there. He says, you call upon me and I will answer him. I will be him in 
Only the good times. What? I'll, I'll be with them only when things are really right. Only when the atmosphere's good. He says, I'm going to be there in times of what? Trouble. He's going to be there when things, oh, trouble. Trouble, 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 trouble. The dog and me all the days of my life. Anybody heard that one? Trouble, 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 trouble. I, I, I'm just like, would you get something different? I'm like, trouble ain't there all the time. Come on, somebody. Day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm just in trouble. I'm just in trouble. What you? I'm just in trouble all the time. I'm in trouble. I ain't got no rest. I just don't know what to do. I'm, just, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm thinking, wait a minute. You're not in trouble all the time. Even the guys in jail are not in trouble all the time. Hello? They're incarcerated, but they're not in trouble. Come on, somebody. He says, I'm going to be there when your heart is hurting. I'm going to be there when things don't look too good. I'm going to be there when all you see is a dark cloud. Huh? Come on. I'm going to be there when, when you don't know what to do. I'm going to be there when you don't have an answer for some things that are taking place in your life. I'm going to be there when you're broke, busted, and disgusted. I'm going to be there when you really are searching for answers. God says, I'm going to be there because you belong to me. That is, a, you know what? He's going to honor you. God honors you. And he says, I'm going to be there in the midst of your difficult circumstances. And look what he says. And he says, I'm going to rescue. Here he comes. Look it up, baby, because here comes my help. Here they come. Here comes the cavalry. Yeah, baby, here they come. Yes. Here's the angels of the Lord. Come on, here's wisdom. Come on, somebody. We were talking about wisdom the other day. And, you know, in, in Proverbs, it talks about a, a she. She. Here she comes. I need wisdom. Anybody need some wisdom? In the middle of some trouble now, you got to have some wisdom. And he goes on and he says, not only I will rescue him and I will what? Honor him or deliver him. Say honor. Because when you look this up, it, it literally means high esteem. What? God holds me in high esteem. He holds you in high esteem. What? You're not just a dirty, rotten worm just kind of tr crawl through this life. He holds you in high esteem. He, uh, he will honor you. He says, I will honor him with what? Oh, there it is right there. With what? Sound like Ephesians? Sounds like Ephesians chapter 6? You obey and you honor, and, and I'm going to give you what? Long life. He's going to give you some life, some, some good life, some Zoe life, some really good things happening in your life. I'm going to honor him with long life, and I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. Not just being born again and delivered of sin. That is part of salvation. But there's the ministry of Jesus. There's the wholeness, the soundness. There's the peace, the shalom of God. That when you talk about salvation, that's what Jesus died for. He just didn't die for you just to get your, your, your ticket punched, your fire insurance taken care of so you could get into heaven. He wants you to be able to live, bring heaven to earth. Remember we talked about bring heaven to earth and have peace in the midst of a difficult situation. Or have faith when you think that there's no way around it. Or have begin to say, all oh, things are impossible to him that believe there is more than just in that catalog of salvation there's more than just being delivered of sin and set free there's there's a whole plethora a whole bunch of stuff 
that's there that salvation affords. Are you struggling? Are you, are you having some difficult times? Are you in a difficult place? And that's what salvation is about because he says, I'll be with you. And not only that, he will honor. Say honor. So I'm excited this month about the month of honor. I am excited about being able to understand the power of honor. Honor has power. Honor has power. When we honor somebody, there is power. There's some elements to how you can honor somebody, but there is power. Say power. There's power in, come on, say this, say there's power in, in honor. Turn to your neighbor and say, I honor you. I highly esteem you. Come on, tell somebody you highly, I highly esteem you. And it may not be what we've done for somebody, but I'm excited about honor. The last scripture, I just, I don't have it up, but I, I just want to give to you. It's Proverbs 22, 4. He says, the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Everybody say life. Life. It's life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and come to give it to you more abundantly. So as we learn more about honoring the Father, as we learn more about honoring Jesus Christ, as we learn more about honoring husbands and wives and brothers and sisters in the Lord, as we learn more about honoring each other and dealing with some things, I believe that the power of God is going to go into operation as you honor people around you. We want you to be able to tap into an abundant life in Christ. We want you to have better communication, better relationships. We want you to see your identity as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we come in, we, we honor the Lord. We honor the Lord. There'll be times where we're going to honor the Lord at the, at the Lord's table. We'll, we'll take the communion elements together. It's honoring Him as we mature and as we grow together. One of the things that the Lord has laid on our heart, and I want to share, I want to take just a moment and share with you today. This is, this is a key to where we're going to be in the next few years. This banquet that's coming up in February and on the, on the 23rd and 24th. Will you honor us and come? You might say, well, I don't even know Pastors Tony and Tanya. I wasn't here. Grandchildren and great-grandchildren should still honor their grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-great-grandparents. Are you with me? This is really what it's about. Tony and Tanya started the Living Word Fellowship Church on a word from the Lord. They have three boys. Chris, Shelby, and Ty. And it's about honoring the family. Many of you may not realize this or understand, but if you had a, a father that was a pastor, there's special sacrifices that are made. Other kids may be going to ball games. Other kids may be doing other things. And, and all of a sudden, your parents are taking you to a prayer meeting or you're going to church again. Or there's certain things that just aren't an option in your life. We're honoring them. It's not just Tanya and it's not just Tony. Seven years, Tony's gone home to be with the Lord. 
Tanya has remarried, and her husband is named Johnny Roby. Johnny and, and I talked about what we wanted to do. And Johnny said, I think it's amazing. I absolutely think it's amazing. So we're asking you not only to honor them, but will you honor us and be part of this banquet? I'm asking you to pray about it. And not only am I asking you to pray about it, I'm asking you to get involved in it. And some of you might say, well, you know, I, I wasn't here and I didn't know them. It's not about that. I heard a word from the Lord a few years ago, and it talked about redigging the wells of old. You know, there was a, a word that they were to, to redig the wells of Jacob, the father. And I wasn't sure where that fit, and I wasn't really sure as the Lord was beginning to release those things. And when we started a culture of honor, and I began to think, this is what we need to do. There is going to be something that's going to be released or a flow that may have been stopped up that God's going to release over that weekend. It's not just that weekend. We are going to honor them in a way that our prayer room is going to be named the Weston Room. We're going to honor them with a plaque inside the prayer room talking about the founders of this church. How many of you know Jesus is the real founder? And it's real easy for you to say, I'm busy that weekend. But I'm asking you from your heart, how can we honor them? We're going to be, they sowed seed and Living Word Fellowship in Woodward actually birthed another church that's in Enid, and it's in Enid now, and it's called Living Word Fellowship. We've invited that pastor to come and share because Tony and Tanya saw something in us that we didn't see in ourselves. They saw confidence and an anointing or giftings within us that we didn't see ourselves. And we were like, man, when they said, you know, God wants us to give you the, ch give you the, the church, and we were like, Who are you talking to? Because there's nobody else behind us, and surely it's not us. I want you guys to be involved. We're going to put them up. We're going to pay for them, their families, to come and be in a hotel room. We've got six hotel rooms that we've rented because we want to honor them. We want to make it easy for them to be able to come and receive. Tony and Tanya have served their entire lives into Living Word Fellowship Church, into ministry, into this. And I believe we, we should honor them in a way that we can say thank you. Thank you, but you may not know me, but I gave my life because of this ministry. I gave my life... And this ministry has helped me walk in the things of God. I've, I've given my life to Christ, and you're part of that. And the boys may not realize that. Because when you're a teenager, you kind of don't see things real maturely. And now we're going to be able to bring them back and say, look what the Lord has done. So we're just asking you, if, if you've got 
If you've got a sign-up sheet, do we have those sign-up things? Do we have some of those we can pass out? Forms for the legacy. Will you take one? Just lift your hand and we can, we can, the ushers will get it to you. Some of you, I told Shelly, I said, some people don't know. They don't realize. They don't understand, number one, the spiritual significance behind this. And we want to put that in your hand. And we're asking you to fill it out. If you have, can write a check today, right now, I, I have... <laughs> I've not done this in 15 years to where I've had somebody just write a check for a banquet right here, right now, this very moment. I, and, and I understand if you won't be here or whatever, you, there's some things going on. That's great. That's, I, we, wanna, we, we know that God's heart is that we want to be able to honor you. It's $25 per person to be able to have this banquet. And that helps us. Let me tell you where else we're going to go. And shh, you can't tell anybody. Like that'll happen. We are going to give a scholarship in honor of the Weston family annually to the Christian Academy. Praise the Lord. That is, and some of you may not realize or understand, when, when, when we were set in, the Christian, let me just say this, the Christian Academy would not even be operating today if it weren't for Tony and Tanya Weston and Living Word Fellowship Church, some of you that have been here that long. It wouldn't be there without that. So we've invited the headmaster to be able to come. And we've got a plaque that we've put together that we are going to have, and it's going to be displayed at the Christian Academy. And each year, there will be a scholarship given, partial scholarship, whatever it might be, and maybe partial scholarships for one or two kids or maybe even more as the Lord expands that in honor of the Westons. That weekend is going to be an honor weekend, and we're just going to start. When the Lord said, how can I honor them? We want to honor the past so we can enter into not only our present, but our future. So I'm just asking you, to, if you, if you can write a check or you can put $25 together or, I don't know, can they even put it on a credit card if we wanted to? We online. You can go online, thank you, to be able to do that. Don't wait. Don't wait. We've got to get a numbers count together. We're going to have it in the fellowship hall, and we're going to have some people come in, and we're going to honor them. I don't know what all that means, but I know spiritually something's going to shift, and I want to be part of that. I'm going to be part of that, and I'm excited about that. This month is a month of honor. And we've got some declarations. And in your, in your um, bulletin there, there's some declarations. Why don't you say this after me? Say, honor releases life. I am experiencing increasing revelation of the power of honor in my life. I consistently recognize the glory in others. Because I walk in humility and I so honor everywhere I go. I experience an increase of honor in my life. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen.
Those are declarations that we put in the bulletin. There's copies of them back here at the honor table that you can begin to start declaring that over your life. Honor, there is a power that's being generated with honor. Um, I guess if you've got those, those banquet registrations, if you will, just pass them to the outside. The ushers will get them. If you will, they'll just pass them to the, to the aisles, and the ushers will get those. And we'll get those recorded and we'll get the number given to the caterer. If you know of some people that maybe used to go to church years ago and have been impacted by Tony and Tanya's life in Woodward when they were here, talk to them. Invite them to come. Let us know as soon as possible on that. I have a neighbor that was really good friends with, with, uh, with um, Shelby. And I visited with him and he said, wow, this is... This is good. So we're going to honor them. Will you stand to your feet this morning? We're going to honor the Lord as we close today. Virginia, come and close us today in prayer. We honor you and bless you. Father, I thank you for words of life. As Jesus was, was shouting them from the heavens we've received them today. I thank you, God, for the opportunity to honor one another. It is so easy not to honor. And I thank you that you have put in us that desire to extend honor to those that have not felt what it means to be honored, have not felt like they were valuable. Because when we honor God, we extend value to someone. I thank you for the words that went forth this morning, Lord. I, I thank you for the arrows of love that pierced our heart, for the angels, and for you, God, most of all, being here. I thank you for each and every person in the sound of my voice, whether they're in this building or whether they're online or whether they're just tuned in to us spiritually because they want to be here and couldn't. I just thank you, God, that you're working a work in our hearts, causing us to be humble and be able to receive, as Michelle told us, to be able to receive what you are so willingly giving us. You are so graciously pouring on us and help us to stop running and walk with you. I just thank you, Lord, for you, that you've given us the opportunity. You've honored us by allowing us to become part of your family. And how we love you, Lord. I speak a peace that passes all understanding to the Daniel family now. I speak a comfort to those that lost loved ones last week. And God, I speak words of life, abundant life, to all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need prayer, we're always going to honor you and have prayer available for you. If you need to know Jesus Christ, we can introduce you to him today, change your life. 
there's something that we can be praying for you, come on, let us pray for you. God bless. Have a wonderful afternoon.